Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 309 for the seconds of Tishrei in a leap year. So it's the second day of Rosh Hashanah, so I am pre-recording this episode. If you're listening to this before Rosh Hashanah, then I wish you a very happy and sweet new year. Uh, and if you are listening to this after Rosh Hashanah, then I wish you Agmar Khatimatova. And uh, just again, a, a great and sweet new year and an easy fast for Tom Gedalia and for Yom Kippur as well. So, okay, so a question we're going to start off today's episode with is a very famous question that you may have heard before, namely, what came first, the chicken or the egg? So it's not so simple, right? <laughs> At first glance, you want to say the chicken, right? Because eggs only come from chickens. But where do chickens come from? Chickens come from eggs, right? So what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's, it's this like very famous paradoxical question. And the reason why I bring this up is because today we're going to be talking about causality and we're going to be talking about how, uh, how causality differs from ex nihilo, from the creation of something from nothing. So causality, there, where there's this cause and effect relationship between two things, then we see that there's a connection between the two things. And often you can actually study the effect. And if you study the effect enough, you can figure out its cause. And sometimes the cause and effect, like in the example of the chicken and the egg, can actually get confusing. And it can be like, which one is the cause? Which one's the effect? We can think th- about this in, a hu- in human terms, in terms of when you're having an argument with somebody and, you can, and people are like, you started it, you started it. It's like, what started it? And it's like, you keep going back far and f- further and further enough. And there is definitely, there's, there's this like causal chain and you can, you can really tell from the nature of the argument if you study it enough, what is causing it. And the, but on the other hand, there is the cause and the effect are so intertwined, so interconnected that it's, it's really difficult to separate the two. So why are we bringing this up? Because this is to contrast how the creation of something from nothing happens, how the creation of our physical world happens. Because our physical world is really unique in the scheme of creation because the other spiritual worlds that exist, they all are created in this cause effect kind of way. There's a causal relationship between the worlds. And with this, and we we spoke about this previously, with this causality that's happening in the spiritual realms, this lends them, one of the positive things about this is it lends them to have a deep and conscious recognition of their creator, of God. It makes them realize where they come from. Versus when it comes to us here in this physical world, even for the most religious people, even for, you know, the biggest, um, scholars and and very religious kind of people it's like they may learn about god we may learn about god in this intellectual way and we may come to very deep a very deep sense of of uh, of bitachon of of 
of faith and even of knowing God on a certain level, we're not experiencing God the way that the angels are or the way that the souls are in different realms because we can't because we are trapped here in our physical bodies and the physical bodies that we live in, the physical world that we live in is so, it's like the cause and it's, it's not a causality thing. It's so removed from its source. It's so removed from God who created us that there, it is not, it doesn't have this causal relationship. There was a leap. There was this thing where we were created out of nothingness. And what do we mean out of nothingness? Is that this, when we say nothing, it's like sort of like a, a euphemism for saying out of something that we just cannot comprehend. We don't know what this thing is. It's unlike any other effect in the world where if you look at the effect and you can study it enough, you can understand its cause. That's not the case in the world. Even though we've said, you know, that you can study the human body, you can study the world and you can through that, you can come to understand God. You can understand God to a certain extent, but not in this causality way. It's not going to ever lead you to the the cause in the same way because of this creation ex nihilo this creation something from nothing because we're so different than our cause so the question that comes up and this is the question that we're going to be addressing today is how does this happen how is this possible because we have learned if you've been studying this if you've been listening to this podcast for a while that nothing exists apart from god right and that everything truly is nullified to god god is the true cause of everything the rambam calls god the first the primal uh, cause of everything, the first cause. So how is it that we can have this type of existence where it seems as if we are really separate from God, as if God is not our effect, God is not our, uh, our source. So the answer that we're going to get into today actually gets somewhat esoteric, but we are going to try to explain it and it, uh, as best and most down to earth way possible. And the bottom line, the bottom line to understand this is that in Kabbalistic and Hasidic uh, teachings, there's primarily two different ways by which God manifests himself and creates things and brings things into being. Those two things are what we know of as light and vessels. And at first glance, light might seem to be a lot more revelatory, you know, like the light is on, it's you're revealing, you're seeing something. Um, and that is the truth in a certain sense. But what we'll learn is that there's something very important about the vessels as well. And that specifically the creation of something from nothing, it must come about from the vessel space, from the place of vessels. So one way to understand this that I kind of came up with to, to just give you a very simple understanding of this is it, let's imagine we have two different scenarios. Let's say we have an, a scenario where somebody flashes a light bulb into a room, right? So in that situation, let's say somebody, you're sitting in a room and all of a sudden this like light comes flashing through the room. Then you like turn around and you see like, oh, wow. Okay. Where is this light coming from? You can trace that light back and you can see that the light is coming from a specific light bulb, from some specific light source. So there's a little bit more of a direct connection with light to its source. And it is very revelatory in that way. And it does connect right back to its source. As opposed to, let's say the same person, instead of shining a light bulb into the room, let's say they actually made a light bulb. Let's say they like made this thing, which we call a vessel, like a, a vessel of light. And they threw the light bulb into the room, 
So then you saw this light bulb and you looked at it. Now you're not looking at light anymore. You're looking at a vessel. And let's say you studied this vessel, this light bulb for many years, you might be able to understand the mechanics of the light bulb, but it would tell you very little about the person who created the light bulb, who, who brought the light bulb into being and where this light bulb really came from. It doesn't have, there's, there's a disconnect between the light bulb and its source, which is not present between the light and the light bulb itself, right? And this is where vessels come into being. And this is really how it is that God creates things, the something from nothing, the worlds that we know are our existence, something from nothing is specifically through these vessels. On the other hand, the thing that we really must remember, and that's really important to remember is again, in this analogy of the light bulb, the light bulb does have a creator. The light bulb didn't come into creation out of nothing. Somebody did create that light bulb, make that light bulb. The person just picking up the light bulb in the room doesn't see that, isn't aware of that. And similarly here too, in the case with us and God, it's a similar kind of thing where we feel ourselves to be independent existences, something different than God that uh, is distinct from God, but that's actually not the case. And God did set it up in such a way that that will be our perception, but it is a false perception and we must be aware of that, that truly our entire existence and our entire lives, our entire being is 100% nullified and unified with God and um, totally dependent upon God. So with all of that being said, let's get into the text and see how the Altar Rebbe explains all of these ideas. And for context, we are in the middle of Epistle 20 of Iger Sekodesh. So the Altar Rebbe begins, and he says that while it's true that every created substance, everything, every something, is totally like considered like not and nothing before God, as we've spoken about many times in the Tanya, meaning to say not only that, that it's considered as if not and nothing compared to God, but it's actually nullified in its source in comparison to the vitality and the light that is uh, that flows within it. And then the altar goes on to explain that this this vitality, this light that flows within within these created beings comes specifically, getting technical here, from the vessels of the ten spheros of Atsilus Briayatiranesia. These are the four primary spiritual worlds, and uh, and they each have ten spheres within them, and each of these ten spheres have an aspect of a light and have an aspect of vessel. And so it's specifically this this Yeshus, this somethingness, comes from the vessel aspect of the ten spheres of these four worlds, within which is found the Kav, the literally translated as the line of the the infinite light of God that shines within them, that radiates within them. So the discussion of the Kav is a much bigger discussion for another time, but the Kav is basically the, it's a, it means a line. It's like this measuring stick that God uses before creation to measure out all of existence. And so this, and, and this is the source really of the radiance of God, godliness, the radiance of life that's in everything. And so this Kav, this, this radiance is found within all things through the aspect of the vessels. The vessels can contain this uh, this life force. And the ultra likens this to like the sun ray while it is still within the sun itself. As we spoke about before in Sharia Chudba right? In the second part of the Tanya, the Sharia Chudba So go back and listen to those episodes where we discussed this at length, really at length, where we really talked about the nature of existence and what that's all about, how everything is nullified in God, just like the sun and all of that. So, um, however, so now the ultra says that 
Well, this is the true truth. This is the true truth that we're all nullified in the face of God. And we say that everything is considered as if not before him. The altar specifies here, this word before him is very important. And we specifically say before him, because this is before him, meaning to say from God's perspective, from God's perspective, this is how God sees things. God is like the sun, that perceives the light and the light of the sun and the sun rays is totally, totally nullified within that sun itself. However, when we talk about the knowledge that comes from below, from below to above, then, and this is talking about like a, a created being who is something separate, totally separate, uh, and it has its own understanding and comprehension down here below, right? Like that's like what we have um, here below. We don't experience this, right? We feel ourselves to be very real. We feel ourselves to be very different than God, very independent from God. And this is... Because this power, this source that we have that's within us is something that is way beyond our comprehension at all. And there's no, uh, and there's no, no, there's no uh, similarity. There's no parallel between one thing to the other, not in, in a small way, not in a big way. Uh, the, like, it's not like the cause and effect type of thing. So just like we spoke about in the introduction where something that has a cause and has an effect, there's a relationship between the two things because we know that anything that's the effect, the effect of something no, has some understanding of its cause. Like, you know, like let's say if you're feeling a certain way, let's say you have a certain emotion and you're like, why am I feeling sad today? Why am I feeling happy? Usually if you think about it enough, you can think about it. It usually has a cause of some way, you know, or like, let's say if there's a bruise on your body, where'd that bruise come from? It's like, if you think about it, you can figure out, oh yeah, because I banged myself, right? And I got that bruise. So there's some relationship between the cause and the effect and the cause and, and the effect usually has some type of awareness of its cause and it's, and it's nullified to it, right? Like there's, there's a, a sense of sub subjugation to it. Like you, like people feel this is, a, I mean, in a negative way, this is where people feel victims to their circumstances. They feel like that this is that this, this cause, these things cause them to behave in a certain way, or you have a bruise on your body. It was caused by you hitting your knee on a chair or whatever it is. And not only that, not only is there an awareness of a cause, like it does a, an effect have somewhat of an awareness of its cause. It's also, and, and it's nullified to it. It also there's a there's a recognition that they're not that different. The cause and the effect actually are somewhat similar. There's something similar about them. And the ultra says that this is definitely not the case, not in a small measure at all. Is this the case when we talk about this idea of of created beings that were created from something from nothing? This this the, and this is why we specifically call them yesh mi'ain, something from nothing, ex nihilo, something from nothing. What is this nothing? What do we mean by nothing? So we mean that it's something that is so beyond our comprehension. It's not we can't call it a thing because it's so different than who we are. This nothingness, this the source of our existence, and also it's an acknowledgement of the fact that it exists in such a way that is really just very different than. Um, very different than than who we are. Okay, so that is that's the basic idea. That's this is kind of like the takeaway message of today's Tanya. Now the Tanya kind of goes in a little bit more of a technical direction, uh, which I will try to break down to the best of my ability, though it is quite technical, as to the actual source of this power 
of this creation of something from nothing within God? Like how, or within godliness, like how does this actually happen? Where, where is it? Where can we map it out? This, this, uh, this thing that creates something from nothing. What is that all about? So the ultra says that the beginning of the somethingness, the beginning of the yet, the created something and, um, and like the, the, the head of it, the start of it all is from the vessels of the 10 spheros of Bria, Yetzirah, and Asiya, as well as the lights of the Ruach and the Nefesh. So, okay, let's break this down. So once again, there are four general worlds and the three lower worlds are the worlds of Bria, Yetzirah, and Asiya. Bria is like the beginning of this creation. This is where we start to see that there's something other than God because in the world of Atsilas, Atsilas is the world of emanation. Everything is nullified to God. It's like the sunlight within the sun itself. So the vessels that are found within the three lower spheres, this is the origin of the of this creation of, of somethingness, something other than God, as well as the lights that are found within there, specifically on the levels of Nefesh and Ruch, which are the two lower aspects of the soul level. So it's like, so again, every world, not only does it have 10 spheres, it also has different levels of soul within it. And the two lower levels of soul is Nefesh and Ruch. And now, okay, now these, okay, so we say that it's the source is the vessel, these vessels within these three worlds, as well as these two lower levels of souls. And these two things, the, 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 uh, the vessels that we're talking about, as well as the two levels of souls, the, where did they come from? They came from the level of Neshama, which is a higher level of soul of the 10 spheros in Bria which is total godliness. And so where does this, where can this be traced back to? So we're going like up in a map. You might want to take notes here and see like the, on a map of where we're going back to. So it's like on the bottom of the, of the totem pole here, we see, see that we have these, the, the vessels within the 10 spheres of Rea as well as the two level, lower levels of the soul, the Ruach and the Nefesh. And those, the source of those is in the Neshama, of the ten spheres of Briatiranesia, which this Nashama of the ten spheres of Briatiranesia is total godliness. Why is it total godliness? Because the source of that is in the 30 vessels of Malchus of Atsilus. So, okay, once you hear that word Atsilus, that's when you know we're talking total godliness, nullification to the source, all of that. But even within Atsilus, there are different levels of how of emanations. So within Atsilis, they you also have the ten spheres. So the lowest of all the ten spheres is Malchus, right? And just like in all the other worlds, we know that there's light and vessels. In Atsilis too, there are vessels. And within the realm of vessels, this is kind of like a side note to know, there's actually three aspects of vessels. I know this is very technical, but just bear with me as best as you can. So within the vessels, there we have what are called the external vessels, the internal vessels, and the intermediate vessels. So each one of the spheros, each one of the 10 spheros has an aspect of, of uh, light to it. And it also has an aspect of vessel. And there are three subcategories of vessels. So if we have 10 spheros times three, that equals 30, which is why there are 30 vessels in total within each world. So now specifically we're honing in on the 30 vessels of Malchus, which is the lowest sphera in the world of Atsilas, which is the highest of all worlds. And that is the source 
of the neshama of the lower worlds, Briatira and Sira, which is the source of the vessels of Briatira and Sira, as well as the two lower souls of Briatira and Sira. That's what we're up to so far. Okay, so now, now we're in the world of Atsilas. And within the world of Atsilas, the Ultra is now going to describe what what is it within the world of Atsilas that is that that the origin of this creation of something from nothing comes from. We see that there's actually a source within the world of Attilus itself that this creation something from nothing comes from. So it does all get traced back to this place. And what happens there? So in the world of Attilus, as well as in all the worlds really, there's something called the Hechalos. This is the chambers. The chambers are this like very external level of with within which the... Um, the angels are found. So the angels are like this, this manifestation, this, this external manifestation of, uh, of godliness. That's like very, very external. It's, it's really is like something distinct from God. And so these chambers, how do they come into being? These chambers come into being from the external aspect of the vessels of the 10 spheres. So remember we talked about how the vessels have three aspects. There's the internal aspect, the external aspect, and the intermediate aspect. So the external aspect of the vessels of the spheres and atsilas create which are total godliness because we're in the world of atsilas but these create the hechalos the chambers within atsilas and within this category within this world of within this realm of the hechalos then we find vested within there the aspect of the igulim of the ten spheros what's the aspect of the igulim this is the aspect of igulim means circles so it's the aspect of the encompassing light within the ten spheros as well as the bodies of the angels of atzillus which are also an aspect of something like when we say angel it's something that's not god right as it is written and the altar here quotes a, a verse from a citation from eov chapter 4 verse 18 tahala and his angels, he charges with deficiency. So meaning to say there's something deficient about the angels. So meaning that they're not total godliness because they are not totally in a state of nullification and a way of a, a, a cause to its an effect to its cause. Like an alul in Hebrew, the effect to its cause, its ila. So that's the end of the section. I know the end got very esoteric and technical um again it's something you might want to just if you're if you're interested you can like read it over a few times listen to it a few times try to take some notes maybe if, if nothing else maybe it will make you curious about studying more deeper chasadas for example the metal rabbi shari is a good place to start i would say that really gets into these technicalities of the world and the spheros and the kalim the external kalim the internal kalim the hechalos the chambers all of that stuff um it, it does get quite technical maybe it will give you an appreciation of just how vast this knowledge is but the bottom line really that we want to bring out from today is the explanation as to how it is that we are able to exist or have a semblance semblance of our own independent existence in spite of the fact that we know that everything is really sourced in god and is really truly nullified to god and has no existence of its own other than god so how can we feel that we do have our own exist independent existence even if it's only from our perspective where does this come from it must must have a source within god so today we explored that source and we explored that that source is from the vessels and we trace back 
And specifically, it's the vessels of the three lower worlds. And we trace those back to even the highest of all worlds because everything comes from that higher world, that world of Atsilis. But it's within the, it's from the, uh, the external aspect of the vessels within that world, which ultimately translate within the chambers of that world, which is a very external aspect of that world and the angels of the world as well. So again, very technical today, but hopefully you did get at least the main message out of this and um, we'll continue along these lines tomorrow and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.